0: Here's a question, what's the best thing you can do to kickstart your health? Personally, I think it's walking. So, in this episode, I'm taking a trip to Norway to discover how the Norwegians walk through any weather to get their steps in. Trust me, this is exactly what you need this winter. Welcome to Planet Health. This is the pre-boarding announcement for better health, improved fitness, and easier weight loss. At this time, we're inviting those passengers who want to avoid fad diets, food restriction and excessive exercise to make your way to the gate. Thank you for your attention. Hello, and welcome to Planet Health. I'm Chris Cara, a fitness writer, nutrition coach, and when it comes to this podcast, something of a global explorer. As always, I'm sat here in my virtual airport about to take you on a journey to better health and fitness. Thank you to everybody who has been listening and giving me feedback over the last few weeks. It's really helping make these podcasts even better. Don't forget to hit follow or subscribe on Spotify or iTunes, and please rate me on these platforms because it really does help. So today we're looking at walking, specifically walking in winter, and that's why we're heading off to Norway. Now, walking is an incredible habit to get into. If you can only do one thing for your health, it's to walk more. Of course, walking is a calorie burner. and Now, we don't count calories on this podcast, but they still exist, and burning them is something that many of us need to do more often. Interestingly, due to the energy systems of the body, walking tends to specifically burn fat, compared to the carbohydrate that's burned during higher intensity exercise. So, if you go walking for a few hours, you're pretty much burning fat for fuel. And this is always a nice thought, especially if you're trying to lose weight. Because let's face it, when people say they want to lose weight, they really mean they want to lose fat, because nobody wants to lose muscle mass. So, walk and lose fat. In addition to being a calorie burner, walking has many other benefits. For example, it can strengthen your heart, lower your blood pressure, and help prevent heart disease and other illnesses like type 2 diabetes. Walking can also ease joint pain, which is good news if you suffer from conditions like arthritis. It's also great for your mental health, being a good way to ease anxiety and depression, and even boost creativity. So it's clear that walking is a bit of a health and well-being all-star. You can never do too much walking. So naturally, my advice to people is to always incorporate more walking into your day whenever possible. I'll cover how to do this on a future episode, but today I want to look at Norway for a lovely walking habit and then give you some advice on how to walk in winter. Because I know all the excuses, it's cold outside, it's raining, it's dark, I'd rather sit on the sofa and think about walking instead of actually doing it, all the excuses. But if the Norwegians can get out in the winter, so can we. So what is this Norwegian habit that I've been talking about? Well, it's called sondagstur, which translates as Sunday trip. This is Norway's traditional weekend walk, which is a national habit for both family bonding and maintaining good health. From reading about sondagstur and uh, chatting to some Norwegians, I'm aware that it has no set rules, although it will usually take around an hour or two, and it's usually done on a Sunday morning or afternoon. Norwegians will walk anywhere often in some stunning part of nature. And Norway is full of incredible mountains, forests and lakes. Uh, If you look up a place called Trolltunga, this is a world-famous cliff and an epic end to any hike. Yeah, Norway is spoiled with amazing scenery. But it's not just iconic scenery or nature that features on these walks. People will also use Sondagsdur to wander their towns and cities. Wherever they go, it's a habit that's done all year round. Yet even in winter and Norway is a cold country in the winter. Literally everywhere becomes covered in snow and temperatures drop to well under zero. For example, the Finnmark Plain is the coldest part of mainland Norway, and the coldest temperature ever recorded there was minus 51 degrees Celsius, which is pretty cold. Of course, the cold doesn't bother the Norwegians. At the end of the day, this is the country that produced the Vikings after all. No, they simply dress sensibly. I'll cover this more in a second, but as the old saying goes, there's no such thing as bad weather, only unsuitable clothing. Anyway, let's get on to some tips. How can we install a bit of Norwegian winter walking philosophy into our own lives? Well, firstly, I suggest planning a weekend walk and making it a tradition. This may be on a Saturday or a Sunday, and it may be with family, friends, or even by yourself. On weekends, we tend to be a little more relaxed with our time, and scheduling in at least an hour to walk is very achievable for most people. If you can't fit an hour of walking into your weekend, then you may have to ask yourself whether your schedule is too busy, and then whether you're actually taking your health seriously enough. Luckily, winter is a wonderful time to walk. There's the brisk winter air, which is always invigorating. It's also much easier to catch sunrises and sunsets because the days are much shorter. Of course, if it snows, then the scenery looks even more picturesque, like something from a Christmas number one music video, or the front of a Christmas card. Great, so you have a weekend walk scheduled in. Now it's time to commit to it. But, oh, it's raining and it's cold outside. What do we do? We dress appropriately, of course. Now, you may think this means grabbing a big cozy jumper and a thick coat. After all, the Norwegians have another culture called Kos, which is the philosophy of being cosy whenever possible. But being this cosy can be uncomfortable in the long run. When walking for an hour or two, your body heats up and suddenly the big jumper will start to feel too warm. So it's better to layer up with thinner layers so you can always take these layers off if you do get too hot. For this reason, it's always better to start your walk feeling a little colder than you'd like because as soon as you start moving, you'll heat up quite quickly. So leave the house feeling a little chilly and you know you're set for a good walk. Obviously, if it's raining outside, wear a waterproof jacket with a hood and maybe some waterproof trousers. Ultimately, a wet walk doesn't have to be miserable, but to avoid feeling soggy, waterproofs are a must. If it's windy, then it can feel colder than it actually is outside, and this is when a windstopper or softshell jacket can help protect your body. If it's very cold, then cover your hands and your ears, as these body parts are prone to getting frostbite. That's obviously not really supportive of good health. I'd also suggest wearing a scarf if you suffer from asthma or other respiratory problems, because this is going to help prevent icy air from stinging your lungs. Obviously, if you do have any respiratory problems, then do what's sensible for your own condition, and if in doubt, speak to a doctor. When it comes to your shoes, it goes without saying that you should choose walking shoes with a good grip. Some shops, especially those online, sell special ice grips that you can attach to your regular shoes. These are great if you're walking in particularly icy conditions. You won't be slipping and you'll look like a pro compared to those who are sliding around you. So, dressed appropriately, the question now moves on to where are you walking in winter? Of course, you can walk anywhere you like, but I always advise getting out into nature if you can. Try, like, a local beach or a park, or drive slightly further afield and get to a mountain range, or a nature reserve, or a wetland centre. Wherever you go, it makes sense to plan ahead so you know your route, and you know when tides are in and out, and you know when it gets dark. Because nobody wants to be trapped up a mountain in winter in the dark. Now one of the benefits of walking is that it's not that difficult to recover from. In fact you can enjoy an hour or two walking and return feeling pretty refreshed and probably able to do it again the following day. Compare this to something like an hour or two of running or high intensity training and you probably need a lot more recovery time. Regardless, it's still wise to focus on recovery when you get home from your walk, particularly hydration. I suggest drinking some water because even though it's cold or raining outside you'll still be losing liquid in the form of sweat and through your breathing. Think about it, when it's cold enough outside that you can see your breath, look at how big that cloud of breath actually is, and that's a lot of water, so replacing this fluid is essential. It's actually pretty easy to get dehydrated in winter so don't underestimate drinking a few glasses of water when you get home. And then it's time to relax. Put your feet up, have a cup of coffee, maybe a mince pie, and look forward to your next walk. It goes without saying that you should still keep up with your other exercise routines in winter, whether that's resistance training or other cardio sessions. But still, schedule in walking whenever possible, starting with a sondagster of your own this weekend. Honestly, it's the best thing you can do to kickstart your health this winter. And that's all I have for you today. I do hope this episode has inspired you to get out and get walking. It really is a game-changing habit to get into, especially if you're feeling the winter blues for any reason. Try it out and let me know how you get on. Please remember to subscribe to the podcast for more health and well-being lessons from around the world. And until next time, thanks for listening.